0: Let's go to the book of Ezekiel together, Ezekiel chapter 16. I'll read a verse in Ezekiel 16. We'll be looking at the context of the whole chapter that this verse, uh, sur- that, that this context that surrounds this verse. But I want to start by reading the verse because I, I was reading the other day in my devotions and uh, the other month, or whenever it was, and and this jumped off the page at me. That, that's not always how I get a message from the Lord. Usually not. But, but that happened this time, and I want to give it to you tonight. Ezekiel chapter 16. God is talking. And this is what he says in verse number 30. He asks a question of his people. How weak is thine heart? saith the Lord God. Seeing thou doest all these things, the work of an imperious, whorish woman. Now this can be both a declarative statement of the condition of their heart. It can also be a question since it starts with the word how weak. It could be a measurement of how, how weak is my heart. How strong is it? How weak is it? You know, we live in a day of weakness. We really do. I, I think we have weak people spiritually. People are spiritually weak. Yeah. But I think our generation is unusually emotionally and mentally weak. Yeah. I, I even think that our generation is physically weak. And I think that's due to a, to a lot of things. Of course, some weakness you can't help. But weakness is always problematic. Uh, you can be weak of body, and that definitely is not anywhere near the danger of being weak spiritually or mentally or emotionally. I, I do think we can do things to help our weak state. We're going to talk about our hearts being weak in this context. How weak is thine heart? Weak hearts. And what does that mean? You know, we saw in the book of Jude where the Bible told us that we need to be building up ourselves. That means if we're weak in many things, in many areas, it's because we have not done the necessary work to build ourselves up. That that can be true physically. I don't know why it is that we have got every advantage of medicine and science in this generation that hundreds of years ago they didn't have, but many years ago, people were a lot stronger than they are today. I remember as a boy, and, and, and there's probably some people that that would be true today, but I don't think near as many. They would go they, they would have a hard time using all their sick days at work because they never were sick, or if they were they they went ahead and pushed through it and went to work. Does anybody know what I 'm talking about? well that 's not the way it is today now, now, I know if you get sick, you know you can't really help that. There are some things you can do about that. I think and, and i I wouldn't want to put anybody on the spot here. I told somebody the other day. I, I in I will have been here seven years in like a couple weeks. I can count on one hand how many services I missed because of sickness. And I give that credit to God. But there was somebody in this church during COVID that said, Preacher, do you take this? And I said, no. And I went home and my dad had a big bottle of it. And he couldn't swallow them anymore because of like horse pills, you know. So I started taking those. And I have taken that stuff every day to this day. And I think I've built up my immune system. Thank you, Miss Denny. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, there are ways you can build up your immune system. And it's not by wearing a mask and staying away from sick people. Isn't it strange that we are, we have, our society is more sick now than ever and we've got more antibiotics than ever and we've got more, what gives? And yet years ago people would, they would push through it, they'd work through it and they they wouldn't be sick to the degree they are now. I think it, I, I think people were more physically strong than I think they were their bodies were also built up in such a way that, that helped their immune system physically, probably because they didn't sit behind a desk all day. And, and, and you know, I, I think there are many other reasons than just taking one little pill, all right? But I'm saying that there is something, there is something of weakness in our society. And I think if you could, if you can't see that, then I don't think you're looking very, very, very hard. Weak minds. But people just can't take much anymore. They're they're, they're weak emotionally. But the weakness spiritually is what is really devastating. And weak hearts, God came to his people in the book of Ezekiel and he said, How weak is thine heart? You got a weak heart. And I want to look into that. Where does that come from? Would, since you're in Ezekiel, you're not far off. Would you look at Isaiah? Isaiah chapter 14. I think that we have to build up our hearts. I think we have to build up ourselves in every area of weakness. If you are, if your muscles are, are weak, you understand that you, you can do something about that, right? You can strengthen your muscles. It won't be by playing a video game. It it won't be by sitting in a chair or watching TV and eating potato chips. But there are things that you can do to strengthen your body. Would you agree with that? Now, there are weaknesses that you might have that you cannot correct. But there are some things that you can increase your strength. And that's not just true physically. That's definitely true spiritually. There are ways for you to strengthen your mind. There's ways for you to strengthen your heart. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And I think sometimes, many times, our generation, we, we have weak hearts because we have not built strength in our hearts. Isaiah, where does that weakness come from? Isaiah chapter 14. Watch this. Verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven? O who? Okay, who? Now, if you've got a, a funny Bible, it takes his name out of there. But the King James Bible names Satan before his fall. Lucifer. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer. This is... Satan before his fall, son of the morning. Watch what the Bible says. How art thou cut down to the ground, which which didst weaken? Did you see this? Weaken the what? Would you agree with me that we have weak nations today? That the backbone is weak, the resolve is weak. The moral fibers are weak the very building blocks of nations are weak and the bible says here that satan is a source of weakness that what he does he weakens nations if he can you're living in in a fulfillment of seeing that in your own nation the weakness of our country is not because of one certain thing or other The devil has been busy at work to weaken our nation. And he has been busy at work to weaken your heart. And so when you look at Satan's work in contrast. Look at Luke chapter one. Watch this. Look at the the opposite side of that. We should not. We should help. You know, the Bible tells us we're to support the weak. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. We are to support the weak. But if everybody is weak, there's nobody there to support them. Do I need to say that again? If everybody is weak, there is no support system. If everybody's heart is weak, if everybody is mentally weak, if every, there is no support system to hold anybody up or anything up. That same verse says, uh, comfort the feeble-minded. But if everybody is feeble-minded, nobody gets comfort. Luke chapter 1 gives the opposite side. This is what we all ought to strive for. We don't want our hearts to be weak. We don't want to be weak Christians. We want to be strong. And we want to follow the example. In Luke chapter 1... You have got a discussion of John the Baptist and down in verse number 80, last verse of the chapter, it says, and the child grew and waxed. What does it say? Strong in spirit. He had to become strong for God to use him in the way he was going to use him. In other words, if John the Baptist had been weak in spirit or weak in heart, he would not have been able to do what God wanted him to do. In chapter 2, I think this is so interesting. In verse number 40, the same exact thing is said of our Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 2, verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. John the Baptist waxed, he was strong in spirit. Lord Jesus Christ grew and he was strong in spirit. So I think that sets an example. Hey, I need to to wax strong in my life. You know, three times in the epistles it tells us to be strong. It's a commandment. That's 1 Corinthians 16 13. Be strong. Quit you like men. Be strong. In other words, anyone that wants to Stay weak or be coddled in their weakness is not following New Testament Christianity. If you are weak, that we want God to help you and minister to you, but we want him to do it in such a way that you don't stay weak, but that you become strong. God wants you to be strong. He said that again in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. You know the verse. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. God doesn't want us to be weak. He says the same thing in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to be strong for the Lord. And we need to be strong for others. And I think we have weak hearts today. Go to Romans 14. I, I see a weak heart here. I'm going to get back to the text in just a minute. But in Romans 14, as we continue to look at this, and I, I want us to answer a question in our own hearts. How weak is my heart? How weak is my heart? And if it's weak, what, what can I do about that? Or what will I do about it? Or do I just want to stay with a weak heart in the sight of God? Romans chapter 14, the Bible says in verse number 1, I think this is a a weak heart. Him that is weak in the what? In the faith. Receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is what? Weak Weak, eateth herbs. Now, this person's weakness is that they don't understand that the things of God that he has given to us are freely given to us to be received. And their conscience is so weak. They have a weak conscience. And they feel guilty over things that God never told them to feel guilty about. So here is a weak heart in that this heart constantly condemns me in ways that I shouldn't be condemning myself. I'm weak in faith. I just can't live my life in faith. I'm always thinking that that God is looking down on me. Now, there's plenty of things you can do against the Bible that God can be angry at you, but there are some people that live with weak hearts. They just live like everything they do, God is mad at them, even if it's not in the Bible. Verse 21 of Romans 14. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. He's saying there are things that we can do in our lives that are make somebody else weak and we ought not do that. In other words, it looks like it's so easy for people to become weak in their Christian life. Look at verse chapter 15, verse 1. Next next chapter. Romans 15, 1. We then that are what? We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the what? Weak. So God's saying there's always going to be weak people, but there's got to be some strong people. Or nobody is there to bear the burden. Nobody is there to show the way. You know, if you get a whole room full of people that are all weak, they'll all be convinced that that's all they can ever be. Does that make sense? Yeah. If we have weak hearts for the Lord, somebody has got to have a strong heart for the Lord to show somebody else, hey, hey we, we don't have to have this weakness in our life. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Most, and most people don't know how weak their heart is. How weak is the heart? They're they're not not really cognizant of it. And I think this verse, these verses we read in Romans, shows us one instance of how our hearts are weak, and that's in a lack of faith. Go to Isaiah 30. Well, you're you're in the New Testament. Grab Luke 21 and get Isaiah 35. How can I strengthen my heart? I do not want my heart to be weak. So how do I strengthen it? I do not want a weak heart. So how do I strengthen it? Isaiah 35 and Luke 21. The Bible says in Isaiah 35 and verse number three, watch this now. Isaiah 35 verse three, strengthen ye the weak hands and Confirm the feeble knees. That means this. If you're weak in your life, do not be content to stay there. If you're weak spiritually, do not stay there. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. If you're weak emotionally, if you're weak mentally, look at the next verse. Verse number four. Say to them that are of a fearful heart. You see that? Be strong. Now, that goes against psychology. They would say that's offensive. You don't go to a weak person and say, be strong. You go to a weak person and say, I'm so sorry. Let's talk about your weakness. I know you've had it rough. It's okay. It's all right. Guys, I know the drill. God just don't do the drill. And all you have to do is read the book of Job to see how God... (laughs) I mean, you'd think God, if God ever gave anybody slack, He'd have gave that guy some slack. And He said, "Gird up now, stand up <laughs> like a man. <laughs> Answer me. Where were you?" I mean, He just <laughs> because you know what the, the story. Here's the deal: If somebody just coddles you in your weakness, you'll never get strong, and you don't need to be weak. God wants you to be strengthened. Amen. Don't accept the weakness of your own heart. He says right here, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. In other words, fear, that's the context. Fear causes your heart to be weak and causes your heart to be feeble. And fear is the opposite Of faith. And that's why you need to turn off your TV. (laughs) Because night and day, nonstop, the devil is trying to keep you afraid. He knows if he can keep us afraid, our hearts are weak. Instead of being filled with faith, We're filled with fear. How weak is thine heart? Well, you could ask this question. How fearful are you? Luke 21. What are you afraid of? God hath not given us the spirit of what? Of fear, but of love and of power. And of a sound mind. Power. God makes your mind strong. You say, well, what happens when I get afraid? Well, you tell yourself, quit it. The helicopters are coming. The IRS is listening. Don't you know how many agents they hired? Yeah. Well, if you're honest, don't worry about it. Well, I know even if you're honest, they're going to come get you. Okay, if they come get me, I'm not going to be afraid of them them all my life. And then at the end of my life, they never came and got me. At some point, we've got to trust God. (laughs) Like people think they're always living with something that's killing them, you know. They're convinced they've got cancer. I might have cancer, but I'm not going to live in fear of it until I'm told I've got it. Because you know what it'll do? It'll make my heart weak. And I won't be able to serve God. I won't be able to be a good example. I won't. It'll it'll affect my prayer life. It'll affect everything if I'm consumed with fear. Luke 21. Did I read it? I don't think I did. Verse 26. This is what's going to happen in the tribulation period. Men's what does it say? Hearts. Failing them for fear. Do you see that? Now, that would be easier to, to acknowledge when, when the, the stars are falling from the sky. <laughs> when God's turning the fresh water into blood. When creatures are coming up out of the bottomless pit. With stingers in their tails and faces of men and hair like women. Well, that's move on, preacher. Move on. And teeth like a lion and going around stinging people. That's go ahead, trip. It would be much easier to be afraid. But we're afraid when the little ticker turns to three dollars on the gas pump. We're afraid when the stock come on now, or the stock market goes down, or or somebody's fighting overseas, or whoever got elected. Guys, it'll help you if you'll just I'm gonna vote, I'm gonna vote every year, but I've give up on all that junk. (laughs) That's not where my hope is, and that's not where my fears are gonna lie. I'm looking for Jesus to come. What do I care? I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna do what I'm doing, but that's not my deal. And I'm not going to live in fear about it. Because if I do, my heart will be weak. Yeah. Men's hearts failing them for fear. By the way, go back to Ezekiel. When the Lord comes back, he is going to do a number on people's hearts. He is going to scare people to death. And their hearts will be weak as water. And that's, you ever heard that phrase, weak as water? Can I read to you from where that comes that comes from the Bible. Amen. I heard my daddy say that all the time in my life. I'm just weak as water. That's right out of the Bible. Ezekiel chapter 21. And if the context is, you know what the context is? It's in verse number 3 of Ezekiel 21 when God says, Behold, I am against thee, and will draw forth my sword out of his sheath. <laughs> One of these days, he said in verse number four, my sword go forth out of his sheath against all flesh. He is going to, when the Lord comes back, amen, he's going to take his sword out of his sheath. And this is what the Bible says about that. Verse number seven, and it shall be when they say unto thee, wherefore sittest thou, that thou shalt answer for the tidings, because it cometh. And every heart shall melt. You see that? And all hands shall be feeble. And every spirit shall faint. And all knees shall be weak as water. There's the phrase. Behold, it cometh and shall be brought to pass, saith the Lord God. When the Lord God comes and he's against you instead of for you, you're going to be weak as water. But you know what? I don't live that way because I'm looking forward to him coming. Because I'm on his side. I belong to him. His coming doesn't scare me. I'm looking forward to it. See the difference? So my heart gets weak when I don't have any faith. Or my faith is weak. So what can I do? Well, you can ask the Lord to increase your faith. In Romans chapter 4, we get an illustration about somebody that was weak in faith and somebody that was strong in faith. That would be a good place to go. Romans chapter 4, we've got to be like Abraham. He, He wasn't afraid. I mean, there's so many things that Abraham should have been afraid about, but he wasn't. Why? Because he had faith. I'm telling you, our hearts are weak when we just, we can't trust God anymore. We don't believe that he's got this. We, we've got to figure it out. Or. Romans chapter 4, the Bible tells us, in verse number 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. What about it, Abraham? You know, you, you, you're, not, you're not up to it. Well, I'm not even thinking about my body. I don't even care about my body. Well, now, Abraham, you know, for you to have a a baby, your body's got to be involved. I'm not even thinking about my body. Well, how can you not think about your body? Well, I'm thinking about what he said to me. I'm listening to what God said instead of what I can do. So our hearts are weak when we're weak in faith, and that is defined, but we're constantly looking about what we can do instead of believing what God said. Considered not his own body now dead. Verse number, neither yet the deadness of Sarah. What a lesson. He wasn't thinking about his his own inability, and he wasn't even thinking about his wife's inability. You know, she's got to be part of this situation too. What do you think? What's Sarah gonna think about this? I don't know. Don't even. I'm not even thinking about it. I just know what he said. Well, I'm just believing. What, I'm not thinking about what how. Uh, I'm not thinking about how unable she is, and I'm not thinking about how unable I am. I'm thinking about how able he is, and what he said, and that's all I'm thinking about. You know what we're doing? In in this generation of weakness, we're looking at the inabilities of people, and we're looking at our own inabilities, and we are forgetting the power of God. And we have weak hearts because they're centered on others instead of the Lord. Verse number 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You say, Preacher, if my heart's weak and I need to... That means my faith is weak, how do I get it strong? Just start believing God. You, you can choose what you believe. I mean, little kids, they believe in, you know, fairies and Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and... If people believe... People believe in aliens. People believe in conspiracy theories. Right? You get to choose what you want to believe. There are people who don't even believe nobody went to the moon. You, you can choose whatever you want to believe. There are people that believe that they're women when they're men. Is that not right? And They're convinced of it. Why do I say that? Because you get to choose what you want to believe. You can choose to believe God. And if you choose to believe God, what will happen to your heart? Your heart will get stronger. How weak is your heart? Well, if you don't have faith, it's, it's pretty weak. Now go back to Ezekiel 16. I told you I'd give you the context. This is the second thing that caused their heart to be weak. And the antithesis of that is what will strengthen our hearts. He made the statement there in verse 30, How weak is thine heart, and he talks about them being doing the work of an impervious whorish woman. If you start in verse number 15 of Ezekiel 16, here's the commentary of his own people, Israel. Verse 15 But thou trust, thou didst trust in thine own beauty and place the harlot. Because of thy renown and poured out thy fornications on everyone that passed by, his it was. And he goes through all of, these, all of this wickedness that, that they're doing. Verse number 20. Moreover thou hast taken thy sons and thy daughters whom thou hast borne unto me. And these hast thou sacrificed unto them to be devoured. Is this of thy whoredoms a small matter? He said in verse number 23. And it came to pass after all thy wickedness. Woe, woe unto thee, saith the Lord. He continues, verse 26, thou hast also committed fornication with the Egyptians. He he goes on to say, verse 28, thou hast played the whore also with the Assyrians. Verse number 29, thou hast moreover multiplied thy fornication in the land of Canaan. He's not just talking about these physical sins that they are committing. He's talking about the spiritual sins of how the people of Israel have joined themselves to the people of the land that were heathen and hated God and they adopted their ways and adopted their lifestyle and he's showing them how great wickedness they have in their life and in their nation. And then he says, how weak is thine heart? In other words, your sins have weakened you. Your sins have made your heart weak. All you have to do before Sunday that will change your joy and your peace and the power of the Holy Ghost working in your life when you walk in this place, just yield to temptation and watch how it will weaken your heart before you can even get back to church Sunday. What weakens our hearts? Sin. And that's why the world and the church has a weak heart because, and there's all types of sin, guys. I mean, there's not just one kind of sin. But mark it down. Sin weakens my heart constantly. Look at at Psalm 40. Let's read a few verses on that. Psalm chapter 40. Didn't Jesus say the flesh is weak? Didn't he say that? When we walk after the flesh, Psalm chapter 40, when we walk after the flesh, we just have weak hearts. Why don't we come in with strong hearts, praising and worshiping? And why don't we serve God with strong hearts? Because the flesh weakens our hearts. The best stuff. It doesn't matter who we are. You, you can... You can serve God, amen, for 50 years and pray an hour every day. And if you yield to temptation and give in to sin, you're going to weaken your heart. There's none of us exempt. It's like a virus. Psalm chapter 40, verse 12. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look up They are more than the hairs of mine head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. You know who said that? David said that. You know how strong David was? Saul hath slain his thousands and David his tenth. You talk about sitting down with an old war buddy and telling stories? (laughs) You wouldn't want to have done that with David. Tens of thousands of people. You talk about a strong man. I still want to know how, hey, amen, he could lift that sword up of Goliath. and Just as a youth, what a strong man. You know what he says here? My heart failed when those iniquities grabbed a hold of me. When my iniquities grabbed a hold of me, my heart failed. I was just weak as water. That would be true about all of us. So what do we do about that? You're in the book of Psalms. Look at, look at Psalm 73. Psalm 73, verse 26. My flesh and my heart faileth. Okay, so what do I do? But God is the strength of my heart. You see that? Okay, I'm weak. My heart's failed. But God is the strength of my heart. Look at Psalm 31. So even in spite of our sins, in spite of our difficulties, God can strengthen my heart. In Psalm chapter 31, the Bible says in verse 24, Psalm 31, 24, look at it. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. God has the power and the ability to strengthen our heart. Go back a, a page more. Psalm 27, watch it. Psalm 27, verse 14, look at it. Now, this is why sometimes we don't get it. Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall what? Strengthen thine heart, and then just in case you didn't get it, wait, I say, on the Lord. You know what happens in our lives? We're not willing to wait on God... For victory, we're not willing to wait on God for strength. We take matters into our own hands, and our heart gets weaker and weaker because we have no patience to let God strengthen our hearts and strengthen our life. And we're not waiting on Him. We're rushing ahead. We're rushing ahead with a weak heart to what we're doing. If we can't wait on the Lord, if we can't have patience on God, if we can't have patience on his will, if we cannot, and that's, that's what's true about giving in to sin and temptation. It is all, when we give in to sin and temptation, it's all because we're running headlong into something and we just can't wait and say no and let God bring to us what's good for us. God is the strength of my heart. But I've got to wait on him. In my weakness, he can make me strong. My strength, God's strength, can be made perfect even though I'm weak. And that is the spirit-filled life. If I will yield myself to God, God can strengthen my heart. But if I yield myself to sin, I'm weakening my heart. But many times, I don't have the patience to yield myself to God, and so I continue with a weak heart. Impatient people are weak, and that we, we've all need help there. And the spirit-filled life is got long suffering in it, you see. But it also will make our heart strong. So mark it down. How weak is your, your heart? Well, how much patience do you have? How weak is your heart? How much are you yielding to the flesh? How weak is your heart? How much is your life controlled by God, the Spirit that's able to strengthen your heart? I'll give you one more and I'm finished. Go to Psalm 104 since you're in Psalms. I'll just give you this. We'll be done. How weak is your heart? Well, I could say how weak is your faith. I could ask you about your life of temptation and your life with the Spirit and God's strengthen in your heart. But then Psalm 104, the Bible says in verse 15, And wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengtheneth man's heart. Some have said this wine is like the blood of the Lord that makes glad our heart. The oil is like the spirit of the Lord that makes our face to shine. And the bread, the bread which strengtheneth man's heart is like the word of God that strengtheneth. Now you read that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a dietitian, But I doubt a dietitian would tell you that bread would be good for your heart at least not the bread we make down south. It's usually an artery clogger. Isn't that right? But this says, so I, I believe if you got biblical bread, I think it'd be, it'd, it'd be heart healthy. Because I believe the Bible more than I believe science. Bread strengtheneth man's heart. But I think God is trying to tell us a little bit more than just what we're eating. Because he didn't say bread strengthens your belly. When when God talks about our hearts, he's talking more than just about our physical life. And how weak is your heart? How much bread do you consume? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. How weak is your heart? How much time do you spend in this? And that's probably be a good indication how weak your heart is. How open is your heart to the preaching and the teaching and the reading of the Word of God? I am convinced that we have, we got a generation of people that I think most people can read today. I just don't think they read. And I'm not just talking about the Bible. I'm talking about anything. And the bread will strengthen your heart.